welcome back to Witch Fix. Today we're looking at Private Series Book 4 and 5. I've said before that I'm not expecting witchy stuff to show up in these until around book 10 and 11, but in reading them I've kind of decided that I'm going to do these episodes shoving two or maybe even more books together, just so that if other people are interested in reading the ones where witchy shit actually happens, you don't have to do what I did and read like the first 10 books to get there. You'll have like a nice little potted summary. You can listen to these episodes and know what's going on. So these are going to be pretty spoilery reviews. And I'm just going to warn at the top for themes of sexual assault, drugging and suicide. Uh, because we're going to get into that uh, in specifically book five. Uh, but first we're going to talk about book four, Confessions. Now, from what I read online about the way the series is structured, book four is kind of the end of the first arc. Everything in the first four books, um, so in the previous two videos uh, that I've made on the series and in this book as well, takes place in Reed's first academic quarter at Easton. So just as a reminder, in the first book, she falls in love with the local drug dealer who then goes missing. She gets accepted into Billings. Her boyfriend turns up murdered after she's been to an exclusive party. And then in book three, Untouchable, uh, Reed, the main character, slowly falls in love with her dead ex-boyfriend's roommate, Josh, who then gets implicated in a previous murder at his last school and becomes a suspect in the disappearance of her current boyfriend. And then at the end of that book, he is arrested for Thomas's murder. So that's a lot to happen, and this book really crowns it off with a whole other load of messy dramatic shit, which I was kind of here for, it was kind of good. I have been spoiled somewhat for the conclusion, because I know there's a spin-off series from this series, which features Ariana Osgood, one of the four main Billings girls, um, like the main clique, uh, which features her after she gets out of a mental institution. So it doesn't take a brainiac to work out what may have landed her there. But this book starts off with the aftermath of Josh's arrest and Reed desperately tries to prove his innocence for the first half of the book, uh, inevitably turning up secrets and lies on her way. She finds out that the Dean's secretary is actually having an affair with her dead ex-boyfriend's brother and that on the night in question they were on campus canoodling when they ran into Josh so he couldn't possibly have committed the murder but they're unwilling to come forward due to their affair which uh, Reed spends a, a good amount of time trying to work out how to basically blackmail them into doing the right thing, essentially. And uh, in true Reed Brennan's style, because this is the fourth book, we must introduce the fourth love interest, she starts having some feelings for, I guess, part-time best friend, part-time nemesis, Noelle's boyfriend, Dash, who is a senior. So... There's all that going on, and then from the middle of the book onwards, once Josh's innocence is proved, it becomes a sort of contest between Josh and Noelle and the rest of the Billings girls as to who is going to keep Reed's loyalty, because Noelle has thrown a lot of blame Josh's way, and when it turns out he's innocent, he doesn't really want Reed to have anything to do with them anymore, but Reed is unwilling to give up this lifestyle that she's been accepted into, finally. Obviously, the Billings girls are also implicated in the murder slash disappearance of Thomas due to the fact that Taylor, one of the four key Billings girls, left school weirdly suddenly in the last book and has been sending cryptic email warnings to Reed during this one from email addresses that have since been disconnected. And so Reed is very suspicious going into sort of 
the end part of the novel when she is lured from her bed by Ariana Osgood who has killed Thomas because she was jealous that he had moved on to Reed and they have a confrontation on the roof of buildings in which Noelle saves Reed's life and Ariana is summarily arrested. In the aftermath of this, uh, Reed isn't really sure if she wants to continue going to Easton. It feels like everything that she has had since she came there, like, what, two months ago? <laughs> However long an academic quarter is. I assume it's just the distance between September and Christmas. So not that long. Um, has, has been built on lies and murder, and the only reason she was accepted into Billings was so that Ariana could keep an eye on her and get close to her. The other girls are also forced to leave the school and face criminal charges because basically they kidnapped Thomas for treating Reed badly at a party in the first book, and then they tied him to a scarecrow in the middle of the field to like make fun of him and left him there, at which point Ariana returned later that night to beat him to death with a bat. Subtle. Um, so they're also implicated in kidnapping and, like, whatever it is when you hold someone against their will. Hostage-taking, I guess. Um, they, I think, get, like, community service or probation, but obviously they're not welcome back at the school, so read ends the book kind of questioning if she wants to go back and is in the end convinced by Noelle via the phone to go back to Easton in the next quarter and resume her life there because she does deserve to be there and all this crazy shit is now behind her or is it because we get into book four in a circle and this was the first stumbling block in the series it kicks off for a start at the beginning of the next academic year so all the first four books happen in the first academic quarter and then the next three quarters of that year are not featured in a book. So we get kind of a catch up scramble at the beginning of this one to talk about how Reed excelled academically, although how I have no fucking idea because she was not studying that much in those first four books. But she wins like honours twice in a row and she's made new friends who, who are sort of discussed. Their names are Rose and Tiffany. They're also Billings girls. A lot of the seniors from the first four books, like they, they were a lot of the characters, they've obviously left now and there are obviously new characters being introduced. So Reed gets a new roommate, Sabine, who is apparently from Martinique. Uh, I don't trust Sabine because she seems shifty. She kind of drops several bombs on Reed and then acts like she didn't know what she was doing. And then sometimes when she's asked where she's from, it takes her a while to reply that she's from Martinique. So I think she has a secret. There's also a returning character who is apparently not at the school due to a scandal, but then came back, whose name is Ivy Slade. She kind of takes over being the enigmatic bitch that Noelle was, um, in that she's just showing up to be horrible to read and then disappear. But she also drops various cryptic things about how she knows Reed better than she would think and stuff like that even though they've never met. The main plot for Inner Circle is also kind of basically nothingy until the end. Um, in the absence of the four it girls of Billings, uh, Cheyenne who is the I guess next in line legacy wise assumes control and turns it into a proper sorority. The new headmaster ain't having it and he decides that he doesn't want them deciding he's going to live in Billings and doing all these initiations and stuff. So he just picks six girls at random and says that they're going to be in Billings now. 
and from the beginning Cheyenne isn't having it so she basically tries to accept three of the girls because they're her picks anyway and ostracize the other three who are Reed's friends uh, aka Sabine, Constance her original roommate when she first moved to Easton and another girl called Lorna who was a hanging on kind of lackey of Missy Thurber and her enormous nostrils which I'll mention so many times in this book. They make like four cracks about them before page 23. I only recognise Missy because of her nostrils. So there's some push and pull between Cheyenne and uh, Reed as they both try and decide what Billings is going to be essentially. And some of the girls stand with Reed, but most of them side with Cheyenne and there's various underhanded things going on. And Reed appears to have left half her brain at home this year because she doesn't catch on to the fact that she's being misled lied to uh, for example shane just tells her point blank that they've decided to initiate all the girls and she just thinks oh okay great i've won and then at the initiation they have to do this thing where they say but girls of billings do you accept so and so into our circle and then everyone goes yes we accept them into our circle which was slightly witchy i liked it but then they all stay silent on the last three girls and instead of giving them the special necklace that means you're in billings now they um they give them empty jewelry boxes which is a very cunty thing to do so that all happens and then at the end the uh, headmaster somehow finds out about the secret initiation he busts in gets really annoyed with everyone and interviews them as to whose idea this was because they have broken this major rule and he's kind of a hard ass reed doesn't give Cheyenne up which she puts down to how she she wants to be a Billings girl. Billings girls don't rat out each other, which is stupid. Uh, but Cheyenne still gets fingered for it and then uh, summarily expelled. And following a confrontation with Reed, where Reed tries to make her see that this is all being caused by Cheyenne's behaviour, um, she's rebuffed again. And then the next morning it is revealed that Cheyenne has taken an overdose and died, um, leaving behind a note that just says, I'm sorry, I can't go home. But she has emailed a separate note to Reed that says, this is your fault, you ruined my life. Which is harsh, but kind of fair. Um, and it's sort of enigmatically suggested that maybe Noelle might have had something to do with this. Because um, she's been Reed has been corresponding with Dash all year via email and still flirting with him. Um, and she asked him to help her with the Anne situation. And then she gets an email after her suicide is revealed to say don't worry everything happens for a reason and then she is randomly accosted by noelle during the summer or the next holiday unclear as to how much time has passed um who tells her again that everything happens for a reason so i guess maybe they might have tipped off the headmaster and caused this kind of sting operation but not the actual death it is also revealed at the end of the book that when Reed thought Josh had betrayed her by hooking up with Cheyenne, she had actually drugged Josh um, and then sort of semi-assaulted him to make it look like he was cheating on Reed, which is gross, and I don't think she gets enough comeuppance for that. That also raises kind of a silly thing that happens in the book in that Reed has many opportunities to ruin things for Cheyenne. She could just go to the headmaster herself. Obviously that goes against the code of Billings. But Josh isn't in Billings because it's like a sorority and also he doesn't believe in it as a system and hates all the hazing. So when this thing gets done to him by Cheyenne and he loses Reed as his girlfriend, I don't understand 
why he doesn't go to the headmaster and tell him at least that Cheyenne has drugs on campus, that she drugged him on purpose, uh, or what he knows about the hazing, because he could technically do that and he has no reason not to, except for the fact that obviously the plot of the book needs to happen. But um, it is what it is, and at the end it does reasonably set up enough intrigue to drag you into the next book, which is called Legacy. Uh, it feels sort of like Noelle might be coming back to the school now because her probation's over and she might be accepted back. Unclear, but it would be nice if we had some returning characters. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this Ivy girl and what she's going to be connected to later on. She also had some big beef with Shane, so maybe she was, if it wasn't actually a straight cut suicide, then maybe she was involved somehow. I'm intrigued for like the next sort of set of books uh, to carry this stuff on, but yeah, Inner Circle was a lot shorter than the other books in the series, and it feels like maybe there wasn't a huge amount of material and it was being stretched a little bit by Reed being willfully stupid and not pursuing avenues that would have ended the plot a lot sooner. As far as the next book goes, it seems to be that following this death, there is a vacancy at the top of the Billings hierarchy and Reed is going to be the one to fill it. So I feel like in the fifth book, she's kind of struggled to find her place in the new Billings and now she's ascending in the sixth book to be its leader. The seventh book can really only bring her downfall. Like, where's she going to go from the top of this pyramid? President? <laughs> Headmistress? So, um, I feel like we've, we've got a big storm coming, maybe something else ruining Billings, maybe something from Ivy. So, I mean, excited to get there, but I am also very excited to be kind of over the hump because I think like book 10 is where we're going to start seeing some of the witch stuff and I'm now halfway to it. Hip hip hurrah! Um, it's not that big of a deal because these books, as I've said before, are really short. They're barely pushing the, the 200 page mark in the case of Inner Circle. Most of the other ones are slightly longer, like 250, 270. Um, but they're, they're very quick reads, they're very dramatic. It's good to kind of get to the end of it and see all this mystery and stuff unravelling, even if it is quite melodramatic and obviously very aimed at teenagers. But it does keep you guessing. You do wonder what's going to happen. I don't really think I saw Shane's suicide coming at the point at which she was so angry with Reed. It was only the next morning when she's woken up by screaming that I was like, I know what's happened. Um, so that only gave me like a page lead on, on what was going on. So there is quite a lot of like unpredictable stuff in there. I'm interested as always to see how the witch stuff is going to fit into this, how this like Billings history is going to play out in like the latter couple of books in the series. But uh, I am kind of preparing myself to be disappointed that it's not really going to be worth the lead in to get to that witch stuff, but um, we'll see how that goes when we get to it. Uh, and in the meantime, make sure you're subscribed so that you can get to the end of this saga of trying to find witchy stuff in a series very much not about witches at the moment. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!